Welcome to your daily dose of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. I am angry. We are not going back. Not ever. North is still north. People can yell at you. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Well, hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain, welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. It is your source for common sense conservative values, and it's nice to be somewhere that's friendly, that's welcoming, that makes sense, because I got to tell you, nothing seems to. Well, thank goodness we've got Mitt Romney and Chuck Schumer in Israel right now. God knows what those two rocket scientists are doing, right? putting themselves in danger, costing you and me more money, snarling up security issues for an already beleaguered country, right? Inserting themselves in a place that does not need their interference. Shoot, America doesn't need their interference unless we were going to pack them up and move them permanently, which I could be for. Think about that for a minute. The abject selfishness, the disconnect between people in Congress and we, the people. And you're going to hear a continuing theme throughout today's program, and you're going to hear it again and again and again. They're not listening to us. And it's going to feel good because you're going to wake up. You're going to hear some stuff. You're going to do some of your own research. You're going to get educated. And you're going to take action in your own way. Yes, my friends, it is a Monday, but we're going to accomplish big things on this program. So to all of you, welcome home. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. I was driving into the radio uh, station, the studio this morning. I had CNN on the radio. I normally do not listen to CNN. I try not to, but I'm glad I did. Because it was in this live report that I understand the United States government has plunked some semblance of a cruise ship to offload Americans, right? Onboard Americans who are in Israel or in Gaza, want to get out, their families and all of this stuff. Come to us, obviously admitting that the flight situation isn't working, that they've made no moves to create some kind of an airlift response. There's been no urgency, all the while the number of dead Americans has risen to 30, 30. And how many dozens do we not know anything about? It just seems so similar It's the same botched garbage, everything as Afghanistan in terms of response. 
And this is what you get from your military or from your military, from your Biden administration. And, and let's think about this for a minute to insert yourself the way every single member of Congress, it seems, managed to insert themselves into this war in Europe with with Russia and Ukraine. How many of these people had to fly over? And meet with Vladimir Zelensky. I don't care about your photo op. I care about how much it's costing people in terms of death and misery and suffering because war, the collateral damage on the people is always the most dramatic. And how much it costs us to yet again jump in and fund more war. And that is exactly where we're walking with this thing in Israel. We have been funding all of this all along, not just supporting Israel and their defense system, not just funding their Iron Dome, not just funding their military and everything that we do, but also funding Hamas, giving how much money to the Palestinians. So here we are, the United States of meddling, breaking your bank account, And sending your money overseas. And by the way, not just that. Does everything have to fall down on the dollars and cents? No. No, it doesn't. But I don't think it's unreasonable at all for us to say we do not have to be the world's piggy bank. Because the people who are voting for these measures that take our money and send it places without giving us receipts, the people who vote for this stuff aren't listening to us. Did you guys know that just last year, Congress spent $15 million on travel? Did you know that every time a United States senator or congressman or woman travels, it is first class? They don't sit in coach. They're not at the back of the plane like we were this weekend, stuck behind the la- or right in front of the laboratory with no ability to recline, right? They're not squeezed in with lousy leg room. They're flying first class on your dime, staying at first-class accommodations, eating first-class food, all of which is part of the budget, which gets pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. For 27 years, we haven't had a balanced budget. Just keep spending. Just keep spending. So I started doing some digging. How is it possible that here in the United States, as all of this is going on in the Middle East, as the other flank of war is going on in Europe, We have our own civil war going in the House of Representatives where nothing is happening today. Nothing happened over the weekend. And we have people, Republicans, allegedly, Republicans, who are supposed to do our bidding, who are supposed to listen to we the people, a shocking number that are not even in the remotest sense conservative. And so for an hour this morning, I went through that website I love, and I highly recommend you check it out. It's called LibertyScore.ConservativeReview. You put in your elected representatives. You can search by your state. You can search by party. You can search the entirety of a chamber. You can search one individual. And up comes their voting record. Dating back all the way to 2019, 2018, you can go back in time and see how people voted. And then ultimately, all of those votes are, are like aggregated and you get an average. What is your conservative score? How conservative are these people? Would it shock you at all for me to tell you, what do we have, 221 Republicans in the House, something like that? Would it shock you at all 
If I told you that 59 Republicans in the United States House of Representatives have conservative review liberty scores of an F, an F, that 44 others have a D, this means these people vote in lockstep more often than not with liberals, with the progressives, with the squad with people who want to fund endless wars, with people who thought the $1.5 trillion omnibus budget last Christmas was a great idea, which, by the way, you're still paying for and your kids will in perpetuity. Just add it to the tab, right? These are the people who say they represent your values and do not. And I think you need a few, a few names and a few scores. Brian Fitzpatrick, the worst and least conservative Republican at 26%. Fred Upton, 34. Adam Kissinger, Kissinger, whatever. 34. John Katko, 35. Mario Diaz-Ballard, 38. Michael Turner, 43. Dave Joyce, 44. Steve Stivers, 45. David Valadao, 45. Maria Salazar, the list goes on and on and on. And then the D's, 44. Did you know that if you you took all of the D's and the F's in the conservative review at Liberty Score, take all the D's and the F's of the Republicans, you've got 103 Republicans who do not vote the way we want them to vote. And what do they want now? They want to vote in secret tomorrow. They don't want it to go on the House floor. They don't want a public roll call record of their vote. They want to be slimy, swamp creature, uniparty hacks who come out at election times when it's pivotal for them and they pretend to be just like you are. But they could not be anything further from the truth. By the way, on the flip side, there are seven Republicans with 100%. Chip Roy, Bob Good, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Paul Gosar, Lauren Boebert, Dan Bishop, Andy Biggs, Byron Donalds. You hear a lot of these names pushing back against Speaker McCarthy before he was even allowed the gavel. Why? Because they're all too aware of politics as usual, which sticks you with an outrageous bill and leaves you voiceless in Congress. Now, don't you believe you deserve representatives who freaking represent your values? You do. So you're going to hear tomorrow... As the House comes back from a three-day weekend, God knows why they got today off. It's not like things are, you know, just keeping them down. There's so much to do. It's just so stressful. They got to take time off. There is a mad scramble by these 103 F and D rated Republicans trying to make a deal with Nancy Pelosi and Hakeem Jeffries to screw over Jim Jordan, who, by the way, 96% of us would like, 96% of Congress, Republicans, and the House and the Democrats in the House 
wanted McCarthy. Who do you think is going to win this battle? Who do you think? I know who I think. We're going to get a little bit deeper into this as Hakeem Jeffries says it out loud over the weekend. Oh, yeah. Republicans are coming across. They want to work a deal with us to stop Jim Jordan. Say what? Why, it's now more than ever the most important time for you to know who your representative really is. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Headline, TrendingPoliticsNews.com. Jeffries confirms that some Republicans are plotting with Democrats to stop Jordan and concede power. What a bunch of limp, Melba, white bread, plain Cheerios, hacks. Call them out. Force the vote, Jim Jordan. This McHenry guy, the uh, speaker pro temp, he's not going to do it. He's a hack like everybody else. His Liberty score is a 54% F. Steve Scalise, F. All of these people, right? House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries told Meet the Press that a handful of Republican members of Congress have reached out to House Democrats in order to cut a deal that would stop House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan from becoming the Speaker. Why do you think that is? The same reason why they can't stand getting Donald Trump anywhere near the Oval Office again. Because people who actually stand up for conservative values, who want the truth, who want to do what's right by America, who want the fiscal nation's house in order, these are the biggest threats to the Uniparty. The, the limitless spending, the perks, the, the first class, everything. It's all of that. These are rock stars in their own mind. I want you to hear Hakeem Jeffries on with Kristen Welken, Welker the other night. This is exactly what he has to say about this push by some House Republicans. Hey, Hakeem. Hey, Nance. You guys want to go get a cocktail and work something out? Oh, yeah. Audio soundbite one. Are you actually having conversations behind the scenes with your Republican counterparts about trying to create a bipartisan solution, a governing coalition? There are informal conversations that have been underway when we get back to Washington tomorrow. It's important to begin to formalize those discussions. From the very beginning of this Congress, House Democrats have made clear that we want to continue to put people over politics and to fight for things like lower costs, better paying jobs, safer communities, and to build an economy that works from the middle out and the bottom up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's stop there. Lower costs, better paying jobs. Well, when you've got 18% inflation and you've got wages rising at 3%, that would be a net loss, Hakeem. From the middle out and the bottom up, what does that even mean? Right? That means nothing. We want to put people over politics. Every single thing they do screws over the people of the United States for their political advantage so that they can stay in power, so they can continue being ineffective having days off, weeks, months off, right? And then believe that they're somehow some kind of a celebrity superstar class. What swamp things? So here's what we have to pay attention to today. Outrageous that they got a three-day weekend. Call the damn floor, call the house to the floor, make it vote, go get them on record, period. No more secrets, 
No more backroom deals. No more quiet votes. What you need is liberty scores. You need a conservative review. How do each of you vote? Because we want to know. America has spoken. Our representatives, however, long ago stopped listening. So farcically, Hakeem Jeffries says, well, the Democrats, see, we're for the people. We want to do what's best. This is a great opportunity to try to punch down at Republicans and discuss this chaos. Damn right there's chaos. Because you have a faction of Republicans who are done. They're done with the status quo. They're done with the Bush GOP swamp. They want change. We want change. And then there's this other side that doesn't. Hakeem Jeffries, audio soundbite number two. On the other hand, House Republicans have been focused on fighting each other. It's time to end the Republican civil war so we can get back to doing the business of the American people. And we as House Democrats are committed to finding that bipartisan path forward in a meaningful way. There is no bipartisan path with Democrats. It's like negotiating with terrorists, you guys. You don't do it. You never do it. Why? Because they're not trustworthy. Because their intent is to harm. Think even peripherally about any single thing that's happened since January 20th of 2021 that has been beneficial, that represents middle out and bottom up. Who's in the middle? Maybe you are. Maybe you are a middle-class taxpayer who is getting absolutely destroyed by the cost of inflation. Bottom up. What's bottom? What do we consider bottom? The poor? People in our urban communities who are being absolutely terrorized by rising crime? By businesses picking up and leaving? So where is this great success of which Hakeem Jeffries speaks because we don't see it but do know what is going on right now behind closed doors and what's been going on all weekend is these d and f rated republicans wheeling and dealing to ensure the house of representatives never comes under conservative control why because conservatives aren't down with the dark, dirty, disgusting, corrupt politics that has dragged us down the toilet bowl of $33 trillion in debt and growing. Do not go anywhere. Matt Gates, I thought, brilliant. On with Newsmax over the weekend, dropping a little breaking news, which I just kind of squished on. But what he says is really going on in this in this. Fight for the gavel next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Can we also talk about the the monstrous ego involved? What, what does Mitt Romney, what does Mitt Romney or Chuck Schumer think they're going to offer by flying to Tel Aviv, meeting with Israeli officials? What, what do you really think you're going to achieve? You're going to bog down the system. You're going to gum up the works. You're going to pull away security. And, and, and make it focus on you because you want to insert yourself. This is the problem with, I believe, America historically. We insert ourselves in a lot of jazz we ought not. 
Because last time I checked, there are some issues at home we got to talk about. Anybody here at home wish anybody in our Congress was paying attention to what we are going through? Because there's this huge disconnect going on. (laughs) And I want you to think, so they've got this cruise ship where they're onboarding Americans who want to flee the area, flee the Middle East, Gaza Strip, Israel, wherever they are. They got to get their families, get on board, sign a promissory note that says, I will pay back the United States government for my transportation out of here. All the while, right? They're paying for Mitt Romney and Chuck Schumer to fly in. Oh, I want you to think about that just for a minute. Do you think we pay enough in freaking taxes that our government should fly in there and should have last week and gotten those people out ASAP rather than than Congressman Corey Mills, who, by the way, I think he's ticking up to almost 100 Americans rescued so far, doing the work that your federal government will not do because your federal government, one, is inept and two, doesn't care. You've got Glenn Beck now saying on his program, their donations to Mercury One, they flew down over the weekend to make some emergency rescues. Where is your government? Well, they're flying in first-class tickets. Hopefully they had some champagne on the way. Toasting to never-ending war. It's disgusting. All of it is disgusting. I want you to hear Matt Gates on with Newsmax over the weekend. And Lydia Surinai is asking him this question. Hey, why aren't you guys? What's going on? It's the weekend. What, what, what's the plan in this vote for for speaker? Why are you guys off? What are you doing? Matt Gates has the greatest response. Audio soundbite one. Go. I don't really understand why trying to move the House into a more conservative position, trying to get a more conservative House speaker would draw the ire of conservatives. Frankly, I've received a lot more praise from my constituents in Florida than I have criticism, but it's not really about that. It's about getting the House back to work. And I've got to share with you some troubling news that we just learned. After having elected Jim Jordan of Ohio, the House speaker designate on Friday, we took Saturday off. We're taking today off. And I've just learned that pro tem Patrick McHenry will now ensure that we take Monday off and we don't vote. I am here in Washington. We are meeting with our colleagues. Uh, My colleague Corey Mills came back from Israel where he was engaging in harrowing rescues to be here to elect Jim Jordan for speaker. But what the swamp is trying to do, they're trying to delay a vote for Jim Jordan because they know he is not beholden to the lobbyists and special interests here. So I'm in this interview with you to turn up the heat on Patrick McHenry and any Republican who would try to delay a floor vote on Jim Jordan. If they don't want to vote for him, let them do it in public. I'm tired of these closed-door private struggle sessions that House Republicans have been having. Instead, we need to move to the vote and let the chips fall where they may. Boom. It's one thing to not know until later what your representative has voted for. It's another thing in live living color on C-SPAN or whatever platform covers it. See how everybody votes. Because it's super easy to be one of those keyboard warriors, right? The people who chirp at you on social media, the people who spread toxicity all over the online environment, the same kind of people as those Republicans 
who say to you that they represent you and then go around your back and do just exactly the opposite. Now, she's going to ask him a question about these recent polls. One poll showing that faith in Congress is at an embarrassing low of 32% and a new YouGov poll showing 15% of Americans approve of the job Congress is doing. Matt Gates, with the crisp, succinct, immediate, honest response to that, which is devastating. Go. Yeah, I, I think Muammar Gaddafi had about an 18% approval rating when his own people dragged him in the streets and killed him. So 15% <laughs> isn't ideal. Uh, I would say that the manner in which the Congress has engaged in its work has reduced the confidence that the American people have in the Congress. When we take one up or down vote on the funding of the entire government all at once, when we drive $2 trillion annual deficits, when we sit atop a $33 trillion uh, debt, then the American people are right to question our decision-making process. The reason Kevin McCarthy is removed is not because he did a deal with Democrats. It's because he failed to keep his word with Republicans. Kevin McCarthy made a promise to us back in January that we would review the agencies of government independently, that we would pass a balanced budget. And when he did not meet those commitments, it didn't matter what he was doing with the Democrats. His trust with Republicans had been shattered. I think Jim Jordan has a lot of trust among conservative Republicans, more moderate Republicans. He's one of our most effective campaigners and fundraisers. He is a man of vision and courage and virtue. And the only reason we aren't taking a vote on Jim Jordan tomorrow is because the swamp wants an opportunity to regroup and reconstitute and threaten House conservatives that if we don't take back Kevin McCarthy like some jilted ex, somehow we're going to be forced into a deal with Democrats that empowers Hakeem Jeffries and Republicans who might want to do that deal with Democrats. We should have no deal with Democrats. We should not go backward to Kevin McCarthy. We should go forward with Jim Jordan. That's what Newsmax viewers want to see. That's what I want to see. That's what the American people will benefit from. By the way, the deal with the Democrats could potentially give control to the Democrats. Do you know what happens if you get a Democrat speaker? Do you think that any of these investigations, any of these oversight hearings continue? And you have Republicans who are so desperate to stop a Jim Jordan, a conservative member of the House, from assuming that speaker position. They are so desperate to continue the status quo, which screws you over with runaway, rampant, never-ending spending, that they would sooner give the gavel back to Hakeem Jeffries than they would to Jim Jordan. So why is it, the host on this Newsmax program asks Matt Gates, why is it? That Republicans seem willing to work with Democrats, but Democrats are lockstep, right? There's no deviation. They don't work with Republicans. Why is it that Republicans are always trying to work with the Democrats? Go. Nancy Pelosi rules with an iron fist. And by the way, she's still the one in charge of that conference. I mean, Hakeem Jeffries is the front man, but the person that's really calling the shots among the Democrats is Nancy Pelosi. She's the one who made the decision that they didn't want to own McCarthy, and that's why they uh, didn't didn't support him on my motion to vacate. 
Uh, as Republicans, our general nature is to be more independent-minded, to be more independent thinking. We question centralized control of things as a natural uh, part of our ideology. So we're, we're a little bit more unruly at times. But I think that the American people want to see some unruliness in Washington, D.C. We're not here for just doing things the same way they've always been done. When I ran for Congress, I told the voters, if you think everything's going well in Washington and you want people to perpetuate that system, send somebody other than me. I want to be a change agent here. And uh, that, I think, can improve some of the confidence that the American people would have in the Congress if they saw us doing our work. Wouldn't that be amazing? We should have cameras on all the time. We want to see what's going in our children's classrooms, right? We've got police dash cams. We've got body cams. Why isn't there a camera at all times on the machinations of suck, which would be our United States government? It is meant to be inefficient. It is meant to be extremely expensive. It is meant to be unaccountable. And it is meant to continue in perpetuity, unchecked forever. Why? And now you finally have a group of people standing up and saying, hell no. Put it on a floor vote. And finally, Matt Gates says this. When the anchor asks him, you know what? Lots of folks out there talking about these these rogue, far-right conservative members of the House, right? Who forced us into this sense of chaos. What do you say to those people? I know what I would say. I would say, read Get educated. Understand what people vote for. Your representatives, do they vote according to your values? Here's Matt Gaetz's response. Well, I got 208 Democrats to vote for my uh, resolution just uh, just about a, a week or so ago, so I reached across the aisle. And Jim Jordan has shown on the House Judiciary Committee an ability to even work with folks like Jerry Nadler and Pramila Jayapal, two people on the more progressive side of the Democratic caucus when it comes to protecting intellectual property, doing criminal justice reform uh, so that uh, we give people that first chance at a better life uh, as they are reentering society. And I think he's been very judicious in that role. I think he's been very thoughtful. And he's someone who, you know, speaks his mind and people know where he stands. So he won't have the double speak that has become very pervasive in Washington, D.C. He'll, he'll offer direct leadership that the American people need at this time. Amen. I will remind you as well, not like you need it. But there's been some major news breaking over the weekend since the last time you and I spoke. Major information about the Biden crime family syndicate. Major information about tens of thousands of emails that then Vice President Biden sent to his son and to his brother and to their affiliated businesses, even though, of course, Joe Biden has sworn up and down. Never. I have never. There's a wall between us. No, there's not. Beyond those 29,000 plus emails, which the National Archives reluctantly revealed after they were taken to court, we also know now this classified documents scandal for Joe Biden. It was brewing a lot longer ago, my friends, than the time he said, we're so surprised. You found what in the closet? 
at the Penn Biden Center? Oh my goodness. I had no idea. Well, thank goodness. We reacted immediately. That's the story. Unlike Donald Trump, he held on to him. He held on to his boxes. He was a terrible person. We cooperated. We admitted, oh my heavens. Well, let's, let's give him over to you so you can get to the bottom of this. Well, in fact, all of that was pure, unadulterated BS. What? Is that your surprised face? <gasps> really? Yeah, we're going to set the table on that. But first, the guy with the gavel right now who determines the course of business in the United States House of Representatives, an alleged conservative, he's a Republican, this Patrick McHenry. Let's take a little deeper dive on who this cat is. Maybe then we'll understand why he took today off. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know, it almost feels like this is the bush wing of the GOP staging a coup. You know, when you want to stage a coup, you want darkness. You want shadows. You want people to run cover and interference. You claim, of course, that it's all about transparency. We need transparency. Everybody needs to see what's going on. That was a threat to democracy, right? You get behind the Constitution. You wrap yourself up in the flag and then you put on some war paint. And you do the dirty work behind the scenes under the cover so nobody can tell. That's why we got to vote. Vote, Patrick McHenry, the congressman who's got the gavel as the pro tem speaker. Well, who is this guy? And why on earth, after Jim Jordan scored the victory, right, getting the conference's nomination for speaker on Friday, why wouldn't they just go, let's call a vote now? Go to the House floor Everybody vote, of course, because they couldn't afford being flushed out into the open. So let's read about the liberty score of one representative, Patrick McHenry, in office since 2006. Mighty, mighty, mighty long time to be there. Representative from North Carolina, liberty score of F which means he votes conservative 54.2% of the time, and then he sides with the liberals 45.8% of the time. What do you think you would side with the liberals on, ladies and gentlemen? For endless funding of endless wars? For never passing a balanced budget? For refusing to discuss items that are important one at a time? Well, what part of, what part of that would Mr. McHenry want to side with the liberals on well, let's see let's check out some of the granular data if you will because this is what's beautiful about libertyscore.conservativereview.com let's see in july of last year mr mchenry voted to extend chain migration to adult dependents of employment visa holders that's super. Thank you, sir. We wanted more people coming across our border. Well, look at you. You helped make it happen. Fantastic. That same month, in fact, that same day, he also voted to pass the $817 billion defense spending, spending bill with, uh, without defunding the military vaccine mandate. Hey, most prized, precious people we have, our military, the people, the less than 1% who raise their hand to serve the rest of us in places all over the planet. We don't support you enough to give you a voice on whether or not you want an experimental gene scrambler pumped into your arm. We're just going to make it mandatory. Well, so says Representative Patrick McHenry. 
What else did he do? Well, in May of last year, he uh, voted to fund the war in Ukraine through the end of Joe Biden's first term with a $40 billion aid package. That's a curious vote, don't you think? Is that a conservative vote to you guys? How about this one? How about in March of last year? Voting to pass that $1.5 trillion omnibus funding Biden's vaccine mandates. Big bill, big measure. You'll have to pass it to see what's in it, right? We're going to limp to the finish line at the end of the year. We're going to pass a continuing resolution, pretend we're working on stuff. All of a sudden, we're going to be like, ah, we couldn't come to terms. And then the Senate's going to say, well, you know, this is what we think is, is necessary for the American people. Trillions of dollars in more spending, $7 trillion spent, $5 trillion brought in. Does that equal common sense to you? No. But the Republican who's currently holding in a temporary position that speaker's gavel, he thought it was pretty important to pass that. He also voted to fund Joe Biden's progressive agenda and federal vaccine mandate through December 3rd. That's fantastic. That was in 2021. He also voted to sign women up for the draft in the National Defense Authorization Act. How much further do you want to go with this guy? Because you can find this review on all of your people. He voted against the repeal of authorization for use of military force against Iraq. He voted in 2019 to pass a $555 billion Christmas minibus spending spree. It's another way that the Congress passes the buck until the next year. It's been going on for 27 years, ladies and gentlemen. That's how long it's been since our Congress put on their boots, got down to work, and pushed out a balanced budget. And that is how we have $33 trillion and counting that our children and grandchildren will have to pay back. So is it any wonder that this Mr. McHenry, our temporary speaker, called today off for the House? You know what? You guys haven't been here much at all anyway. Just take a three-day weekend. Take it easy. Why did he honestly do it? You know why. So the rhino swamp creature uniparty representatives who have R's after their name but are anything but conservative could wheel and deal and do something with the Democrats to end up screwing over Jim Jordan. That is where we are. Now, I encourage you, please hang tight because our number two of the Wendy Bell radio program is going to get deep and dirty into an oh no situation for Joe Biden and his administration. Not only the tens of thousands of emails that prove Joe Biden was part of his son's and brother's business because he was in business with them, but also this classified documents fiasco, how the National Archives and five White House staffers have been lying and running interference for him. Joe Biden's been taking classified documents since the first days he was in the Senate, ladies and gentlemen. We've got the proof. You need to hear it, and you will, next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network.